everyone welcome back to our second episode of the revival of the podcast this is sin and i'm josie and we're so excited today because we have a special guest joining us would you like to introduce yourself uh sure hello everybody (laughs) uh it's great to be here Uh, my name is aaron price I am the uh, fight director uh, person for uh, the production of Jekyll and Hyde that's happening currently. So, yeah. and uh, representing the fake fighting company. Yes. So, yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> um, so, we have a few introductory questions for you so the listeners can kind of get to know your background a sure. little bit. Yeah. But what first got you into stage combat? Uh, I went to a drama school, uh, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, and we had class in stage combat. And I was like, wait, this is, this is a thing? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? What's going, what? Um, and so uh, I was, yeah, fortunate enough to just have a class at, at school. And it was taught by... Um, some amazing, amazing individuals that, of course, as I'm racking my brains, um, uh, Jonathan um, Waller Jr. Uh, was my instructor before uh, at Lambda. It was Jonathan Waller Sr. He went and headed up the Royal Armory in Leeds, and Jonathan Jr. took over. Uh, and so we had Jonathan as as uh, my instructor for the most of the course, and then Rodney Cotier also uh, came in, and then we had some other individuals that also came in uh, and taught class. But it was the first instance in when in which I was taking an acting class where I wasn't completely lost in what we were doing. <laughs> uh, it was you you know a punch travels in this trajectory and like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't have to think about like what my intention is, and it. it I'm just doing the choreography, yeah. and it just made sense. I did taekwondo, uh, and, uh, in high school, and so to be able to kind of translate that into uh, using martial arts, but in a safe way, was just mm-hmm. kind of fascinating. So that's what uh, kind of started to. Uh, uh, get the ball rolling a little bit. Uh, it was just fun, and I, I didn't suck at it like I did with dancing and singing. <laughs> um, so it was it was one of those things where it's like, wow, okay. Um, and there were Jonathan and and Rodney were kind enough to allow me to take some of the choreography that they were giving and and add on to it. Uh, and they'd be like, okay, don't do this. That's that no, but do this <laughs> yeah. or yeah, what you're doing right here, that's great. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were just able to kind of take and and already start to use the skills that we were gaining and use those also in uh, for um, uh, doing fight direction and choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so we did a six-man bar brawl oh uh, that ended up with whips and I picked oh up my friend and <laughs> threw him into three people and so I mean it was just fantastic and then we had a four-man or four-person uh, broadsword routine sword and shield kind of uh, Braveheart-esque uh, there were spears, there was axe, there was a flail. Like we just oh, threw wow. all sorts of stuff into it. Uh, it was just a blast just to be able to kind of do that. Um, and so then I came back to the States and I uh, was working as an actor in the Bay Area and didn't, went to uh, kind of pursue continuing with stage combat. Uh, got some roadblocks and 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 more opportunities to just do acting versus um, uh, stage combat, and uh, then an opportunity came to go to uh, Idaho Shakespeare Festival, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to play Horatio in the tour that they did of Hamlet, um, and was able to be fight captain for that show and I was like oh okay and so then that started to you know get me back into the stage combat world Uh, I was at Idaho Shakes for a couple seasons and then ended up moving to Chicago got work as an actor in Chicago and I was eventually like "Mm, okay I'm only getting work to do kind of just regular shows and I was seeing limitations in opportunities mm-hmm. and so I was like well okay what else do I want to do and nobody wants to see me in a musical <laughs> just a terrible terrible thing <laughs> but uh, I was like well I like that stage combat thing maybe I should get back into doing that and it just so happened that uh, Chuck Coyle with the Society of American Fight Directors was running a six-month workshop in uh, Chicago up at the Actors Gym. And that got me back into all of that whole world. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I've, I've taken numerous, numerous workshops and classes with the Society of American Fight Directors. I eventually became a certified teacher mm-hmm. with them. Uh, and then eventually became a fight director after uh, Richard Ryan uh, was, I, I brought him into town to adjudicate some of my students. And Richard uh, was like, why, why aren't you a fight director? It's just, a, it's a title within the Society of American Fight Directors. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, you have more than enough credits to qualify. Mm-hmm. You're more than capable. Like, just do it. I was like, I don't okay <laughs> really and he's just like yes and Richard is uh, was the um, fight choreographer for Troy for Sherlock Holmes he mm-hmm. was the uh, I can't remember all of his official titles but he he ran all of the violence for uh, the TV show Vikings so to have him go you should maybe do this thing and, yeah, and I was big, like okay all right deal. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, follow right. along with that so that was that was just a nice little um kind of push mm-hmm. so I was like okay so I I ended up doing that and I've uh been a fight director now for uh was this 2019 so 
Wow. What was the process like of like becoming a fight director? It's you have to go. You know, there's years of training, years of knowledge building, uh, attending workshops. Um, but there's also the Society of American Fight Directors. I think does a great job of understanding that there's a teaching element to choreographing fights. Um, and so you need to have kind of a, a knowledge of how to teach mm-hmm. to help actors achieve what they need to to look awesome on stage and to tell that story. Um, so their requirements are that you have to be a certified teacher. And then you also need to be a certified teacher for a number of years to have, mm-hmm. you know, experience that way. And then it comes down to, for a fight director, you have to uh, have done uh, uh, shows at um, reputable um, theater companies. Um, you have to have a variety of, of shows. It can't just be, I did all of my work with the theater company that I started and I am awesome, so give me a fight director. No. Uh, there is there is a vetting uh, process to it. Um and I was fortunate enough to, to have gotten to work in the opera, uh, worked at the Guthrie Theater, worked at the Ordway, um, parked a number of, of different theaters in and around the Twin City area, um, Commonweal as well, mm-hmm. um, and gained a lot of experience that way um, through um, kind of my approach to not just choreography, but the, the, the fight direction aspect where you're working with the props department, set department, mm. the scene, you know, the scenic designer, the lighting designer, costume designer, like to really create what that show is going to be about versus just coming in and doing choreography. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it becomes more of a collaborative uh, thing. And that's where I think uh, a, choreographer differs from a fight director similar to Hmm. in the in the stunt world a stunt coordinator coordinates all of the departments that are going to work on this film so but he they get in a specialist that you know focuses on the car stunt or the fire Hmm. stunt or so that they're you're not necessarily just one thing so that's where the fight director Mm -hmm. kind of i think falls in line uh, a bit but um, yeah and then it was just having um, letters of recommendation from um, people within uh, the society as well as people outside um, and you just kind of tabulate a whole big packet mm-hmm. um, your philosophy on uh, what it is to be a fight director and you send all of that in and uh, uh, review panel looks at it and says yes or no yeah. work on this some more or, or what mm-hmm. have you but uh, I was fortunate enough to have them go yeah and I was, yeah great awesome I mean Sweet. you got that little boost so yeah was, yeah I mean it, it, was it seemed of, like you were ready yeah and I didn't think I, I remember having multiple conversations with multiple people throughout uh, you know peers and just like is this like how does this? How is this different? Um, and some people have have ideas that it's vastly different. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, it's just a piece of paper, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, and so you have that whole wide spectrum yeah. of, of opinions. And, um, you know, I mean, there's... Uh, it, I think it comes down to a personal thing. Um, but it is definitely, you want somebody that has uh, credibility when you are creating a, a, a show, a project. You want to make sure that the people that you're bringing in to, that are going to focus on the safety elements have actual uh, safety uh as what they do and 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 you can rely on that um because so many things can go wrong mm-hmm. um and my approach to it is it's not just the safety the physical safety of the of the performer of the actors uh but it's also the emotional and the psychological like i always say that you shouldn't leave a project or a class needing years of therapy or weeks or, or even an yeah. hour or yeah. minutes of therapy because of what happened mm-hmm. during this production like that defeats the whole purpose and it's same same thing you know it also goes to the audience as well it, there should be no instance where weapons go sailing into the audience or even come close mm-hmm. to an audience member um and so you know it's keeping the audience safe but then it's also the crew has to be safe as well and so you know if you're having uh, a really just awful, abusive fight scene that happens on stage, well, the assistant stage manager or the crew members that have to sit and watch that night after night after night, like, you need to make sure that they're being taken care of as well and, like, what what resources are, are there. And so that's also some of the collaboration that, it, that goes into being, I think, a responsible fight director mm-hmm. in, in terms of all of that. And just, like, what are you presenting to the audience? Yeah. You know, I've, I know I've had numerous conversations with directors where it's like, eh, are we going too far? Are we not? Like, do we need to push more? Do we need to pull back? And that's, you, you know, I mean, we're coming now into previews for uh, Jekyll and Hyde, and that's some of what we're going to be talking about in in those discussions after after the performances of, like, is this enough? Do we need to go more? Like just listening to what the audiences are saying, it's a huge part of yeah. that of that feedback um, because it's it's for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that storytelling. It's you know if they're uh, not responding to it in ways that um, are helpful, then then there are adjustments that need to be made, and mm-hmm. so then we just make those adjustments. Yeah. So no. So. Say a crew member is feeling uncomfortable witnessing violence on stage. What are some resources that you would give them, or how would you help them out in that? There's a, there's, um, it's a a lot of it has to do with okay, what what are they seeing? Is there is it something specific to their history? Um, is and then it also gets into. Uh, um, therapist uh, um, resources mm-hmm. that are possibly in the area. Um, it's it's talking it out. Sometimes it can easily just be a conversation of just like, um, is there a way where we don't have to have you view this? Can we swap somebody else in? Yeah. Um, if you do have to be there, what things 
can we adjust, if anything, in that storytelling? Um, just so that everything is, we're still able to tell the story, still honoring the playwright, uh, but that, you know, everybody's kind of taken care of. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. When I think about stage combat, I think it's easy to just view it as, like, the choreography of the thing. Yeah. Or just, like, making the best right. picture. When a lot of the times it needs to also be about care and emotional support for the people who are involved. Yeah. And not even just within the scene, but viewing it, audience members, crew, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And so there's just, you know, there's a lot of listening that goes on um, with with all of it, you know. And for the most part, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, it's fun, ah, you know, uh, it's a pirate fight. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and And there can be that. But it's also just like, just taking the time to just check in and be like, uh, is this okay? Is this working? How does this feel? Um, I've tried over the years uh, to, um, I, early on in my career, I would say, how was that? Was that okay for you? And that's already, you know, implying that it was okay. Mm-hmm. And now I just need you to validate. That was good, mm-hmm. right? Like, and right. so taking all of that kind of vocabulary out, and I, I still will occasionally fall into it. And then, you know, I either catch myself or somebody brings it up. I'm just like, I just, I just assumed that that was okay for you and mm-hmm. I should just stop that. And how about you tell me how things are going? Yeah. And, and I will shut up. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. How you ha- like how you go about stage combat reminds me a lot of like fundamentals of intimacy and like having stage combat with context and like the biggest thing is like it's not just about the actors it yeah. is about everyone involved in the the process and it's like interesting to see how like especially in Jekyll and Hyde like mm. we have a little we have a mix of intimacy and fight choreography yeah. together so that's like how like you know I feel like it just makes it easier to meld those two when like the fight choreographer has that type of language yeah. when they're addressing mm. the combat yeah yeah there's a, a lot a lot of the people who started uh, really kind of forging uh, the path in intimacy direction came from a lot of the stage combat community and uh, they took the good principles and the good practices <laughs> that were part of stage combat and applied those into the intimacy uh, uh, world and I know that at least for myself and I and I've seen from other people that the work that uh, like Tonya and and, and um, all of the different um, um, Chelsea uh, that have that they have done, uh, we've also taken from their work that they've created and been mm-hmm. like, oh, that's such a better way of talking to a class or, mm-hmm. or a group or or treating individuals. That's a good thing. Let's let's do that. <laughs> yeah. um, you know and. It's, you know, we're all here just trying to make a, 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 a safe and productive space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think the ones that that 
aren't doing that are, you know, slowly uh, getting left behind. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, they should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's there's uh, good progress that's happening where we're taking a lot of the stupid uh, practices that have been involved in the theater um, for generations are leaving slowly, but they are leaving and um, using uh, the vocabulary and practices from the intimacy uh, community, I just see as, as a benefit. It's not something that I feel I need to have a voice in um, as, as being an intimacy director, being a straight white male. I just That's not a thing where I'm like, I, I don't need to have my voice there. There's many other areas that I can have a voice in, and I'll have a voice in, in what I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, but I so enjoy working with intimacy directors and, and collaborating together because I think there's a lot uh, that we can learn from each other but also assist with and just kind of, I've only had positive uh, experiences uh, doing that type of work where it's like, okay, how do, you know, collaborating together, how are we going to kind of tackle this? What areas do you want to cover? What areas should I cover? You know, and just the little back and forth uh, that goes on is really, I think, supportive and, and helpful and mm-hmm. uh, creates a space where actors, I feel, um, are able to then do their best work uh, because it's a, a safe space versus, let me, I guess, I'm, I'm just doing this and uh, figure it out later. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. So with the Fake Fighting Company, um, they are teaching classes, correct? We have classes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, do you do the facilitation of those classes sometimes, or? Yeah, some, uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, we'll, occasionally I'll bring in people, or I have uh, some assistants that will mm-hmm. teach and, and things like that. Um, uh, we've done singular classes. We've done kind of master class kind of things. Um, we've done um, multi-week certification courses, mm-hmm. um, as well as short uh, kind of intensives. Mm-hmm. Um, the Society of American Fight Directors does uh, certification in eight different weapons, and then a ninth one would has a different certification requirements to it, but it's firearm certification or theatrical firearm certification. Mm-hmm. Um, but the eight weapons are unarmed, which is the one that most commonly gets used. Uh, single sword, rapier and dagger, broadsword, sword and shield, knife, let's say small sword, uh, quarter staff, uh, small sword, I think is the one that I, I left off. So. Wow, that do you have a favorite out of those to teach no. or no? You don't? <laughs> no. Are you sure? I, yeah, because I say, oh, this is my favorite, and then I start teaching one of the other ones, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is so amazing, <laughs> yeah. ah, this is so cool. So, uh, I mean, I teach unarmed the most just because uh, it's one that I think helps people the most because mm-hmm. that's the one that you're going to use and the principles of it translate 
a lot into all of the other weapons. Mm-hmm. You just happen to have a, you know, three foot long blade in in your hand versus just a fist. Uh, but there's there's so many similarities and, and and but each one has its own unique kind of quality to it. So we'll do. Um, it's been since the pandemic, things have gotten shifted all over. Um, but there for a while, I was uh, we were doing kind of an unarmed certification in the fall, and then like a weapons one in the spring. Um, we did a firearm certification last year. Hmm. Um, we've also done kind of ongoing classes. Uh, where actors can just pop in. Um, currently, we don't have anything on the books, um, so we're we're figuring out what what's coming up next. Yeah. So exciting times. To <laughs> That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Even during the pandemic, we did a couple uh, online classes um, where we did like a, a voice and violence class uh, taught by Jenny mm-hmm. Mail, who's just amazing. Um, we did a historic saber class um, taught by the folks over at Center for Blade Arts, um, which is a HEMA group uh, in, uh, in, in Olympic fencing in the Twin Cities. Wow. So um, just some really fantastic uh, opportunities for people to just come and, and, and be able to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's super interesting. Yeah. When did you first um, work at the Commonweal? Oh, <laughs> uh, I got to work on uh, Three Musketeers oh. uh, years ago. Was it 2016? 2015? 2016, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, that was the first kind of foray into mm-hmm. Commonweal. Uh, Hal called me up, and uh, I was like, sure, yeah. Uh, and uh, came down, had never been before knew about the theater but nothing uh much about it and i came down i think for just a a saturday workshop or i think it was a saturday sunday kind of workshop in february or january february march somewhere in there it was cold (laughs) um yeah there was snow um but it was with the whole company and just the opportunity to come in and I was like this is place is amazing what where where am I who what (laughs) and I remember driving around the town uh afterwards and I was like this is really cool like is this a place that I want to move to (laughs) like you know our daughter was just a few years old and I'm just like I'm driving around just like this is amazing we could move here. We could totally move here. This could be a thing. <laughs> and then uh, I was driving to, to leave home, or to go back to the cities. And I was like, what? no, no, we can't. We can't move to Lanesboro. <laughs> but every time I come back, I'm yeah. like, yes, we could move here. Maybe we could. could. we move here? Maybe. Not yet, but maybe <laughs> someday. So it's just, it's just been a magical place to be able to come to and, uh, you know, uh, the friends that I made with that production and just, mm-hmm. it feels like coming back and seeing family, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it's just like, oh, this is great. Uh, I get to come play and play and hang out with my friends. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, my family will come down on occasion, 
uh, to see shows or we just come down and hang out and mm-hmm. it's just been uh, fantastic so that that production was uh, I think my second time doing Three Musketeers uh, and to do it in the thrust space uh, and we opened it up we were able to use a lot more of the space than just the stage and it was just just a blast to be able to to come in and, and have that be the first kind of experience with Commonweal and everybody that was involved it was just like this is this is great mm-hmm. so yeah so since then how many shows what shows have you done here I the, I came back actually for uh, Death Trap. Oh. And then for Jekyll and Hyde. Um, I've been down uh, on a few other occasions, um, and uh, Commonweal has rented uh, a few of the weapons that I have in the fake fighting armory. Um, so I occasionally get to come down and and drop off weapons and say hello <laughs> and then and then head head on back and. Um, but yeah, uh, Death Trap was the, the first time officially coming back. Nice. Uh, and it was just just a delightful uh, mm-hmm. experience again to just be in the room. And uh, once again, you know, this much smaller cast than mm-hmm. uh, the virtually entire mm-hmm. company for Three Musketeers. Uh, you know, Death Trap was just uh, the three, or, mm-hmm. well, five. Uh, but there was, you know, uh, a lot of the violence was just around the, the three individuals right um and then Jekyll and Hyde we get to do a whole bunch of different stuff so right yeah it's been great so. I was um I was asking Alex about what they because oh. they had worked with you in Death Trap so yeah. I was just curious like who is this person who's coming and one of the things that they said to me that I remember is that they were like yeah Aaron has a t-shirt that says strangle things and then sure enough you were wearing that shirt <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah Aaron's probably the only person who's allowed to wear that <laughs> uh, that I actually uh, uh, a friend of mine Rob Hunter who's out on the east coast uh, he wore it to a workshop where I assisted him in sword and shield and he had it and I was like Oh, that's a good shirt. Like, that's a really good shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna have to get that shirt. That's that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So with approaching Death Trap and Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. did you have different different approaches? Because I mean, Jekyll and Hyde seems fundamentally a little bit different in theme than Death Trap. Did you have differences there? Uh. Yes and yes and no. Yes, no, yes. Uh, kind of my process is, is generally about the same. Um, but it always comes down to, you know, talking to the director and seeing what, they, what they're going for and then having an exchange with the actors mm-hmm. and what's working and what's not working for them and just trying to tell that story so that they the performers feel successful uh and they end up telling the story in an effective way um and so you go in with different ideas as to what's going to work and i know i remember uh mark and i talking about really having um a lot of realism and and brutality in Mm -hmm. all of the action and then 
as we were developing, we were tr- finding that there is that, but we also needed some distance and space mm. around the action. So, um, whereas with like Death Crab, we really tried to make all of the hits appear as if they're actually hitting and, and, and very realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Jekyll and Hyde, because of the dream like quality of a lot of it and it yeah. being from Jekyll's perspective and all of that, that we could expand the space. Uh, so that in certain areas you're going to see space between the the weapon and the object that it's hitting. And in other instances, depending on where you're sitting in the audience, it's going to appear like it's hitting. Mm-hmm. And so you theoretically could sit in you know, three different sections mm-hmm. seeing the show three different times and see the action in three different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I th- think that helps in the in supporting the story as it has kind of developed into. So, um, yeah. So, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. Like, even just thinking of, like, the jury aspect of Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Like, everyone is going to see... Jekyll's plea or Hyde's plea differently so like having every aspect kind of mirror that mm-hmm. is super interesting and like I notice it a lot I don't want to ruin things <laughs> but there's one uh, spoiler alerts <laughs> there's one there's one fight at the end of act one <laughs> where like I feel like that's where I notice it the most like if you say like in the way back like it is just like yeah making contact but like in like c just like but like just like the commitment that both of the actors have like it does not matter like it's still getting the story across but you're getting a different perspective yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly that only came about through kind of mark and i discovering it together where we're like actually if if we keep trying to make this look realistic, we're gonna end up not honoring the tone that's kind of mm-hmm. been set through the whole production. And so it's like we we can just mm-hmm. expand this, and it's gonna be okay um, because for the you know for the most part you want the audience to enjoy the illusion. Uh, on, a, on a few occasions, you can get away with, well, we can expand this, and, right. and it's going to be okay, because it's still going to honor the story that, that's being created, so, which is kind of fun. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> this, this is a silly question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to hit you with a silly question. Um, if you had to be any combat weapon Ooh. what would it be and why oh my wow combat weapon <laughs> uh, so many questions come to mind it's like for what <laughs> like 
A rubber chicken sounds great. Uh, like, you which know. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. other ones are, are really kind of fun. Uh, what do you think best represents you? Oh, goodness. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, This is yeah. a great question. I, this is a great question. <laughs> if you need totally, time to totally think, stumps me. Synth and I could also yeah. go. Oh, represents me the, the most. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I would... I'd probably say a dagger. Hmm. Uh-huh. Because daggers can be un- underestimated. But used nice. correctly can be yeah. a great weapon. <laughs> yeah. That can be a, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this because I wrote the uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, it's, I think it's called a rapier when it has like the guard on it and then mm-hmm. it's long mm-hmm. and skinny. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would be that because it's like classy it's like flexible you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of sneaky it's not this huge sword that is just clanging around <laughs> like it's agile and yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that would be mine that's great that's great um yeah i this has really stumped me <laughs> um you know uh, uh i've always you know uh i don't know what would represent me i'm really bad at like introspection which is really <laughs> terrible um yeah i the i keep just coming back to flamethrowers because just, <laughs> like cool. six-year-old me thinks that those are really amazing highly dangerous but really amazing um and so yeah i mean that's uh, so much of this also is just like, you know, six-year-old me, six-year-old me thinks lightsabers are amazing as well. <laughs> so, you know, 49-year-old me also thinks lightsabers <laughs> are really amazing. Um, yeah, so I, I really, I like, you know, blade, bladed weapons are, are really fun. Um, yeah. Um, but there's also, you know, I like the goofy side as well. So, you know, uh, rubber chicken also <laughs> definitely falls in. Yeah. So I can't really land on any of them. It's, you know. Rubber chicken, lightsaber, flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have if you... it's all combined into yeah. one, a flamethrowing <laughs> rubber chicken that also turns into a lightsaber. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> but is a rubber chicken, is that, can that be used as a combat weapon? Sure. Have you done it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've done, so the other thing that, uh, the other school that I went to prior to Lambda was the Dollarte, uh, International School, Physical Theater. Oh, wow, that's um, so cool. And so that was, it's all clown training, and mm-hmm. we did slapstick for, you know, a year, and it's just the funny side of combat, um, and so it was just, you, you get to play around with all sorts of things, and so... Yeah, rubber chickens, doors, uh, planks of wood, you know, falling mm-hmm. down, all of that stuff. Just it it runs parallel mm-hmm. to walking into walls, you know, all of that. Yeah, um, that is great. And so <laughs> that, that is where I first started out. Um, 
you know, I was doing, I did some mime training with the uh, Carrie Margolis. Uh, she uh, was uh, based in the Twin Cities for a while uh, and just fantastic work. Uh, so I've always kind of been gravitated towards physical. Um, and then I saw uh, Jun Lun, Theater de la Jun Lun, perform uh, when I was like 19 or 20 mm-hmm. and nearly peed myself laughing because it was so amazing. <laughs> um, you know, Steve Epp falling down the stairs in a, in a refrigerator box is just a delightful thing. Um, and I was like, who are these people? Where, what is what? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I also grew up going to the Renaissance Festival and seeing clowns mm-hmm. from there. Um, and and uh, Arsène, uh, who's an amazing clown. Um, and I got to uh, work with him a little bit uh, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and so all of that kind of world... Uh, is kind of the the base of of all my stuff so i try to find a little bit of humor stuff that mm-hmm. i can pull into uh some of the work sometimes you can sometimes the show doesn't require it but yeah yeah if i can throw a little bit of you know comedy in there i mean you look at the stuff that like jackie chan does i mean mm-hmm. just brilliant uh action sequences that also show vulnerability and humanity and doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Which hopefully I, I, I do a little bit of, of you know, just to uh, not, not create things too, too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like rubber chickens and, and all that. I, we uh, uh, found objects classes are, are kind of a staple of most workshops. Uh, yes. And it's just mm-hmm. fun to see what people bring in. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, this... This is how you would probably use this weapon, or let's explore what this thing would be, you know. Yeah. Um, laundry basket or, you know, uh, chairs are, are pretty um, common, but also, like, the uh, back of a seat rest, you know. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, how, how does, what's this weapon? Yeah. So, just kind of playing around. Wow. To see, see what happens. All of, you know, you're trying to create this illusion of of a hit or a strike or something Mm -hmm. and so whatever you have is just using that and where the audience's perspective is and so that's part of the fun of the stage combat world is that we take elements of theater and martial arts but then we also take elements of magic Mm -hmm. and it just mix that all together to kind of create that illusion for the audience and uh and hopefully it it works and they buy it yes Yes. And and if they don't, then you're like, okay, back to the drawing board. Let's yeah. let's fix this. Yeah. So. Wow. So if people are in need of a fight director or want to take some classes, how mm-hmm. can people contact you or the Fake Fight Fighting Company? It's everything's all on the website. Uh, www. If you, we still have to use those. <laughs> uh, fakefighting.com. Uh, and there's a mailing list that's on there. Um, we used to be really good about sending out a newsletter. Uh, that's kind of gone by the wayside a little <laughs> bit. It goes in fits and starts, uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, all of that's there. There's class information um, gets posted there. Also, uh, we've got a, a Facebook account or a meta account or whatever it's, <laughs> it's called. Uh, a Facebook account. 
uh, for the fake fighting company. Uh, I think you know, there's also uh, Instagram and um, and I think that's it. Yeah, as far as uh, all of those ways to, to get in touch. But yeah, um, and then there's also the Society of American Fight Directors. They have things. Um, you know, there's uh, organizations all over the the world that have stage combat training. Dueling Arts International is another uh, organization that's in the United States. Uh, Fight Directors Canada is up in Canada. They run workshops. There's numerous in Europe. There's uh, down in Australia. You know, there's just, there's training all wow. over. Yeah. Uh, and it's just one aspect to this type of work. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, you know, stunt classes and all of that that are all over the place. Um, numerous one uh, international stunt school in Seattle um, is another place where you can go and get some training mm -hmm. um, the Society of American Fight Directors does a national stage combat workshop that lasts for mm -hmm. just a little over three weeks and you can go and learn all sorts of stage combat -y goodness um, it's kind of like sword camp um, you know um, uh, and it's just great it's you know uh, that's actually where Mark Bear, the mm -hmm. director for Jekyll and Hyde, him and I were roommates. Oh, at, way. yeah, at the National Stage Combat Workshop. Wow, years ago, I think it was like 2012, maybe. Uh, and so we, you know, hung out uh, every day, and then uh, we haven't seen each other since then. And when Hal uh, contacted and he said, Mark's going to be directing Jekyll and Hyde, I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so this is our first opportunity that we've gotten to, you know, play together. And mm -hmm. so it's just like, oh, this is That's great. so cool. Yeah. So much fun. So, yeah, this this show is kind of brought about a whole bunch of uh, past uh, collaborations. Tim, uh, who plays Jekyll, uh, him and I were in a production. I was acting and he was acting. In a production of the Odyssey at Park Square oh. in in the Twin Cities, mm -hmm. um, and Josiah, who did sound for Death Trap, he was also in that production of uh, the Odyssey, and mm. so got to collaborate with old friends from there and yeah. more. And so that's so cool. It's just it's it's a just a bringing back. I think. In uh, one of your previous uh, podcasts, you were talking about the throwback mm -hmm. aspect, and it was just like, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, being able to have you know relationships with Mark and mm -hmm. also with Tim, and then to be able to come and collaborate on this piece is just like that's yeah. that's awesome. That is awesome. So, yeah. Well, we've had so much fun in rehearsal. I know mm -hmm. I have. Like <laughs> <laughs> for sure, yeah. it's been such a great time to work with you yeah. and just. Our time now to talk is so interesting, and it makes me want to like do more clown and just totally <laughs> yeah. change the trajectory yeah. of my exactly. career. It's just there's so much out there, there and there's so much to learn. Yeah, and it's been great to talk to you. So thank, thank you. you for spending thank this time. You. Absolutely, no, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great. There is, I mean, there's so so many different rabbit holes yeah. to go down, and I'm still finding new ones or ones where I'm like, what's, what's down here? Mm -hmm. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. This is exciting. What can you I know, do with this? Some, you know, uh, workshop happens or a show is going on. And it's like, what's, what's this all about? 
this looks fun, this looks cool, yeah. and just to try it out and, and see how it is, you know, that's, that's part of the joy of it all, you know, it's just, as far as theater goes, is you know, we're telling stories, and so what new, unique ways can we tell stories, and that's part of what I enjoy about it, I, I sit down with all of the designers whenever I'm in a thing, just like, what? Yeah. Why do you do this? And what's this? And you know, I'm just totally curious. Yeah, just like right. teach me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, I don't. What's that? What's this? Why do you do that? Mm -hmm. What's this? Tell me about that. Yeah. Like, and especially now, like projections being a part of things as well. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. What? How do you? What? I don't know anything about computers. So <laughs> all of what you're telling me is all just flying over my head. So it's just just a lot of fun. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. again, Aaron, thank you for talking to us today you, and bringing us into the world of stage combat and how you got here. Absolutely. Um, next time for the listeners, we are actually going to be talking to Mark and Tim yes. about Jekyll and Hyde um, and kind of like a dramaturgical lens of the show and how the process has been. So, I mean, I think it was great to start with you and kind of have like Jekyll-themed podcasts for sure. a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, this has been absolutely fantastic. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's been so yeah. fun. Yeah. Super um, fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So. Yay. Awesome. Yay. Okay. And now to stop. <laughs> <laughs>